Welcome back to the Indigo Podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Garrett Jacobs Meyer and Joey Nagel. Oh, hello. We are one week away from the luxury tax resetting. We are one week away from the, the one day that makes this all worth it, hopefully. I'm excited for that's going to be a great day. The day that the luxury tax finally resets. Yes, it will. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of stuff to get to. This is our um, trade deadline episode, our last episode before the trade deadline actually hits. So we're going to be talking trades. Um, we're going to be talking about the trade the Red Sox just did a few days ago. But first, the Red Sox are the first team in the major leagues to hit 20 losses this season. That's fun. Yeah. Woohoo. Nine yes, and 20 is the record. We yeah. do not have double-digit wins. <laughs> right. That's really That's good. That's fine. Don't need it. <laughs> I thought we were going to go on a little bit of a run. We won, what was it, three games in a row? And then the Red Sox, 2020 Red Sox, came back. How many uh, How many games back are we? <laughs> ten. Ten in the division. Still ten? Hey, I'm not saying it's doable. However. But it's possible. However. <laughs> It's great going over to the, the stats thing in the MLB at bat app. You look at team totals pitching. The Red Sox are first in walks, hits, runs, and earned runs, and second worst ERA. Um, we already know that, though. The pitching's bad. Zach Godley is really Not bad. Godley. Um, yeah, I, think he's, <laughs> I think he's 0-6 with like an 8 ERA in his last 10 starts or something like that. Like, that's even beyond the Red Sox, so... And then... So we traded Brandon Workman. We'll get to that. But then that means Matt Barnes is the new closer, which is, like, full, like, my nightmare scenario. He came in... So we were playing the Orioles. It was a tie game. First of all, the bullpen blew that game. Josh Taylor, shout out to you. But then Matt Barnes comes in, tie game, in extra innings. So the new rule is that the team gets a runner on second base to start the 10th inning. So once I realized that the Orioles get a runner on second base with nobody out, with Matt Barnes on the mound, I knew there was no shot that he got that save. And he didn't. It was another blown save for Matt Barnes. So that, that's going to make this season – if we don't trade Matt Barnes, this season's going to be even worse because we have to ha- watch Matt Barnes try to close out games. It wasn't just the blown save. It's, he did it on that uh, – that- Oh shoot! It's escaping me. It was a horrible pitch. What do you call it? They they scored. Yeah, they tied it up on a wild pitch. They tied it up on a wild pitch. Yeah, and that was ugly. And that you never want to see that. Uh, I turned the game off after that. So I went upstairs after that. I think my dad was watching it, but I was I was done after I saw that. And uh, I thought Vasquez could have gotten it too, which disappointed me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there was also I forget there was that terrible strike, like missed strike call by the umpire that. Yeah. Through, I think that yep. was that hurt us that was um, a straight three and it was just like yeah it was right right we down. got the out anyway though I think it almost cost us I know that yeah. no I, th- I don't think so really I think I don't remember I'm pretty <laughs> I sure I just try to forget out. these games it was disappointing yeah <laughs> and and on top of like they didn't just blow the game they blew Martin Perez's great start he went seven innings allowing just one run and striking out six Yep, that was a great, great outing, and and they blew that. So life is. It a was Red like Sox the fan. second best start of any Red Sox pitcher. Yeah, I think um, the Nathan Evaldi's start before that he went seven innings, and that was the first time this season a Red Sox pitcher, starting pitcher, went seven innings, and then Martin Perez did it too. So yep. there's a little bit of promise there, but then 
it just fell off a cliff again. And it reminded me. It reminded me of the last game of the season last year when Eduardo Rodriguez was cruising to win number 20 and then the bullpen just comes in and does its thing. Yeah. I'm so sick of Matt Barnes doing that. It, if you get, if you get seven innings from your starter, you got to win that game either way. Like even, even from a offensive perspective, you've got to rally behind that guy. What else can you expect? I mean, if your starting pitcher throws 17 strikeouts, you also should win that game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was fun. Well, was that, was Sale, that Matt Barnes Sale, too? No, Sale gave up a couple. And I don't think no, I, the bullpen. No, he gave game. up. Yeah, no, Sale gave up a couple to make it a one-run game, and then the bullpen blew it. So, I think it was. I'm just gonna assume it was Barnes because yeah, it probably was. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So not a great weekend for the Red Sox, but um. So let's talk about what happened. The Brandon Workman trade. Brandon Workman, Keith Hembry sent off to Philly along with $800,000, because why not, for right-handed pitcher Nick Pavetta and right-handed pitcher Connor Siebel. So first of all, I would like to preface this by saying I love this trade. And um, a lot of people are like, we have the worst pitching in the MLB. Why do we just trade our best reliever and our second best reliever? And the answer is we're not trying to win this year. Like, you should, like, I mean, look, look at this. We're nine and 20. We're, we're out for this year. That's out of the window. So Brennan Workman was going to be a free agent at the end of the season. No guarantee that he signs back with us, but either way, it makes him the perfect, the classic, like your team is selling. This is the guy that you trade. He's the perfect fit for that. You can get some value. He's a good reliever. You don't need him. We don't like, as much as I hate Matt Barnes being the closer, we can put anybody in the closer because it doesn't matter this season because if we win or lose, it doesn't really – it's honestly better if we lose because then we get a higher draft pick in theory. So this trade isn't for right now. This trade is for the future. And then people look at Nick Pavetta. So Nick Pavetta is a 27-year-old. He's had 92 games in the majors. He was kind of a, a highly regarded prospect. who He's had a 550 ERA so far in the majors. He has not had success in the majors. People look at that ERA and freak out. Why did we get the worst pitch? Like everybody's commenting the worst pitcher. No, that's, that's Dylan Covey. Who's also on our team, but Nick Pavetta is his 550 ERA. Like that doesn't really mean much. We're not acquiring him for what he's done. We're acquiring for acquiring him for what he can do in the future. And the Red Sox see a lot of potential in him. I see a lot of potential in him. I, he was one of the guys that I wanted to get. Here's what Heim Bloom had to say about Nick Pavetta. He's a big physical power pitcher. The underlying traits there show the potential for a lot more success than the results. We've got a chance to help him reach a level that he has not reached. That's the classic Heim Bloom like way to do things. Like that's what he did with the Rays. Is you get pitchers who haven't had success yet in the major leagues and then guide them to success. You make them great pitchers. Tyler so, Glass now. Yeah, Glass now and the like their rotations made up of it. Yanni Torinos. Yeah. That is I don't know. True. And um, Ryan Yarbar, like all these guys, you didn't, uh, you didn't get them when they were good. You got them when they were bad and nobodies and then made them good. And that's what this Nick Pavetta thing is. And his stats don't show the whole story. I've been told that his advanced analytics point to future success. I don't know what those analytics are or how they work I or what it. they mean. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But, but they, they, they might be But like even like in a, in a pure baseball sense, his stuff is yeah. great. Yeah. He's got a great 
breaking ball. He's got a good fastball. And if he just puts it together, if the Red Sox – he's like a change of scenery guy. You get him to a new team and he can have success. And I, I think he has a lot of potential. From a traditional, you know, anal, a traditional way of analyzing, not a prospect, but a potential, he's, he's got potential. Um, I don't really care for the advanced statistics that counter where the, which direction the wind's blowing from and which, you know, what color the eyes the catcher has, but he's got, he's got good stuff and um, not potential, but he's got upside. So I'm excited. I'm not super, I'm not, I'm not like super psyched, but I understand yeah. that you got to take what you can get in a season where you're nine and 20. Right. So, yeah. No, but I, I do think that he's not going to be like a future ace. Like he's not like a, a top prospect, like Casey Mize. That's not who he is. He probably his ceiling is a solid number three starter. I think I feel like middle of the rotation kind of guy with some good stuff, some good upside. He can give you some good starts. I, I think that's what his, their plan for him is. They want him in the rotation, not in the bullpen. They're going to use him as a starter. And then the other guy we got, um, as much as I love Pavetta, I think the other guy, Connor Siebold, is equally, if not more, intriguing. This guy is 24 years old. He's had a 3.52 career ERA in the minors. He's a prospect. And his ERA, his stats have gotten even better as he progressed through the minors. He's trending upwards. He, he's pretty high. Like he's, he was only their 23rd ranked prospect in their organization. He slides into our 21st rank in our uh, farm system. But scouts watching him. They're saying that he's on an upward trend. His stats are showing that he's got good stuff. And like, I was watching a reel of him pitching. His stuff is electric. He's 24 years old, right-handed pitcher. I like him a lot. I, I, he's a good starting pitcher uh, prospect that we were kind of needing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to add to that. That's exactly what, that's what we got. We got another prospect. I'd rather yeah, have the, uh, the, the bold man. The, the bold man, yeah. The bold man. Seabiscuit. Yeah. See, I like that. Yeah. Have you just not given up with the nicknames yet? I swear to God, it's every <laughs> Maybe one of these days, either one of them will catch or one of them will be so bad. A few of them have been bad, but maybe one of these days, one of them is going to be so bad that you just get chucked out of this thing. I like whatever Eck comes up with, though. Like, whenever he the gets to the majors, man. I want to see what – yeah. I feel bad for Eck because the Yak Man's gone now. Yeah, he was really sad. I was – Looking yeah. at the dictionary on Twitter, and uh, yeah, he gave like a nice recap of the Yak Man's career in Boston, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna miss the Yacker." You know, he throws his Yacker so much. The Yak Man is gone now. He said Yak probably like fifty times in two sentences. So you know, it's, it's gonna be sad, but maybe maybe he'll come up with something funny for Pavetta, like uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave it to him on that one. It is sad seeing guys like Workman go, who've been here since like 2013. He's the last. I think he's the last person that was on the 2013 team. Bogarts on the active. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot Bogarts was so young then. Yeah, we're in 72. But yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. it's. It's it will it was just him and Bogarts and then did Jackie play a little bit in 2013? I don't know. Not in the postseason, but in in 2013, yeah, it, I think so. In the regular season, he did, but yeah. not in the postseason. Um, one thing I would like to say though is Brennan Workman is still a free agent at the end of the season, so we can sign him back if we if we want to. Um, 
But I, I think this trade did make a lot of sense, though. The Red Sox wanted to sell. Those were two of the guys. I'm not going to miss Heath Embry, by the way. Just want to say. No, that. neither am I. I'm, yeah. I, I. I'm relieved. You could trade everybody in this bullpen. I wouldn't miss any of them. No, I see what you did there. <laughs> relieved. Get it? Get it? Get it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this trade make a, made a lot of sense for the Red Sox. Um, and then also, people didn't like the return we got. I think we got a rather generous return. I don't know if generous is the right word, but Brennan Workman, they're getting a month of Brennan Workman, which is what, maybe like 10, 15 appearances. And then Heath Hembry, who's Heath Hembry, like that's nothing special. So you're, yeah. you're trading those two for a prospect and a Nick Pavetta, who has potential left, is only 27 years old, and both are under team control for a significant amount of time. I think that's a great deal for the Red Sox. I agree. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good turnaround. Especially when you just got to – it's that that contract is up that really turns it. So Yeah. And uh, just for the record, Workman with Philly so far, two and a third innings pitched, 0-1 with a blown save and a 7.71 ERA. Got bailed out last night, too. He almost blew another one. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Henry was pretty good yesterday. I think he threw an inning and two thirds without a run. That won't last. But yeah, so that was the first domino to fall for the Red Sox in this trading time, trading deadline. Um, and that was the first real trade in the majors too. So that kind of set the, the standard, set the bar for other teams. So trade deadline is a week away. Let's talk about some of our predictions for what else the Red Sox have in their bag of tricks, they're going to be very active. They're going to make a lot of trades. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm also nervous because I yeah, keep we getting could blow this. Yeah, yeah, we could blow this, but I also keep getting alerts on my phone that say nobody's untouchable on the Red Sox, and yeah. that's scary. <laughs> it's a little scary. It's yeah. a little scary. I saw a notification well, yesterday that's like Xander Bogarts won't be won't be traded or something like that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, good. Guessing that, I I got a little scared. <laughs> yeah, uh, I there should be players untouchable. Like, it, I mean, Devers and Bogarts. If you trade them, we are going to riot. Like, you can't get any dumber than trading those two. Those two, they've kind of said that. I feel like trading them have has been kind of more like a internet fed thing. Yeah, no, it's been it's been completely manifested by the media, and yeah. it's just to get people to to click on articles like and even if you were going to trade them now is not the year because both of them are kind are having a bit of a down year like not so much Bogarts but he can be a little bit better than that Endeavors has not been great at all this year so it it wouldn't be something that you do at the trade deadline in a 60 game season I don't think it's something you would do at all ever with Bogarts Endeavors yeah Bogarts is like the leader on the team and he's still young. He's the best shortstop in the league. You don't trade that. And he's still under team control. It's not like he's a free agent at the end of the year, like Lindor. Um, yeah. The interesting the thing is Benintendi though. Yeah. I don't, yeah. There's, I like, don't think you can trade him because he's no. injured and it had a bad season. I don't know. Yeah. His value is like, I think it would, I think it's at an all time low right now. Yeah. And you don't trade a player when they're at their lowest value. There was a credible yeah. report about him possibly being traded, though, wasn't there? To so Cleveland. See if I can that find was, it. Yeah, to Cleveland. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, that was from Ken Rosenthal. It was more speculation than a report. He said the teams aren't talking. That's just his own idea or 
sources or, or like um, experts around the league have been suggesting that as something that could fit and make sense, but it's not something they've actually been talking about. And again, I don't think Andrew Benatini is going to get traded because one, you don't trade a player at their lowest value. Two, I think he has a lot of potential left. I think the Red Sox still see that. And three, you have plenty of other guys that you can trade on this team that make more sense than a 26-year-old. I think the, the biggest focus the Red Sox have around this trade deadline is they're targeting young players, players with breakout potential like Nick Pavetta, and who are under team control for a significant amount of time. So those are the main targets. And I feel like Andrew Benintendi fits all of those. So he's not the kind of player you'd want to trade away. I feel like he's a player you'd want to keep. Yeah, he's he was only drafted five years ago. Am I correct? Um, he made his debut in sixteen. Uh, I think he was, was. Yeah, he was drafted yeah. in fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, GJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I'm, it's an interesting like proposal, like Benintendi for either Plesac or Clevenger. I don't think it would happen. I don't think Benintendi is enough. You'd have to give up. A pretty significant amount. Yeah, I agree. Benatendi. I, I wouldn't mind having either of those guys, but I don't think it would happen. I feel like where we don't know where his value is either. I no. have no idea where where Benatendi is valued. Not just by the Reds. I have no idea with the Red Sox, but other teams too. Uh, I still think he has. Maybe after next year, my opinion could change, but I still think he has potential to be an All Star type player. Again, he's only 26. He has so much time to, to break out. That's true. And it's not like he hasn't shown any success in the majors. He's had some solid seasons, some flashes where he's shown uh, he can be a quality player. He I just think he needs to, to settle down and figure it out. Hopefully yeah, when he comes back from the injury or maybe starts next year, he can figure it out. He's always been, like, so close. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He did a whole flip for me, hoping he could hit for power, to me hoping he could hit it all, which is a little <laughs> But, uh, you know, it happens to I think I think he should – I think it might be a good idea to shut him down for the rest of the season because his, his mind isn't right right now. I mean, it, like, you know, he might need the rest of the season off because it has not been treating him well whatsoever. I, just be, be cautious with his injury. I don't know yeah. – of his injury exactly um but just be very cautious cautious with his injury i think reps we're we're a crappy team we just gotta admit it yeah um, definitely take your time definitely take him time back. Injury. that's absolutely you gotta um, that's with anyone getting hurt this year if anyone goes down the red Sox should just come like don't even give a timetable just don't I rush think, him back i think he's pretty far matter. away regardless i think they said that he's not coming back anytime soon. I don't know like the details of the injury. I thought it was just like a strained rib. I don't really know what, like what that is or what extent that was to, but it seems weird that he would get super injured on the play. Like if he did actually fully get injured on that face plant, it's interesting to me that that it would be that bad. I don't know. Just it also could be like, comp- yeah. Yeah. They know that he's having a bad season. Just keep him on the aisle longer. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. So let's talk about who we think is going to get traded. Um, I came up with a a list of some possibilities. I realized while I was doing this that I am terrible at coming up with potential teams players could get traded to. I was just flipping through rosters and standings and 
So I, here's what I did. So I have a list of players that I think the Red Sox will trade and some possibilities of where they could go. The possibilities could be completely wrong and bad, but I, I'm somewhat confident in the players I picked to go. So um, I think the most likely trade is either – so this is a package of JBJ or Pilar plus Colton Brewer or Ryan Brazier. So an outfielder and a reliever. Mm-hmm. I don't think Brazier's going anywhere right now because he's been atrocious. He's been good. The past few games, yep. he's been solid, and his fastball velocity and break and command is back. Maybe. I would. I actually have more faith in Colton Brewer, probably for the first time in my life, just yeah. because <laughs> he's, he's actually been – he has sucked significantly less this year. That's a good way to put it, yeah. He hasn't been good, but he sucked less. Yeah, so that – so and then JBJ and Pilar, you can go either way because both of them are free agents at the end of the season. Both of them are star defenders in the outfield. I feel like Kevin Pilar could have a little more value because, A, it's, a, it's less money on the contract for the remainder of the season, and, B, he's pretty hot right now with his bat. He's having a much better offensive season. And his defense is, of course, one of the best in the league. So I think he I, – I feel like 100% either Pilar or JBJ is getting traded. One of those two. What's Pilar's contract looking like? He's a free agent at the end of the season. And so is JBJ. Yeah, exactly. So you can go either way. It, I think it depends. The one – so I feel more confident in saying JBJ will get traded. Maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part because I want Kevin Pilar back. But I think if you look at the outfield next year, you got Verdugo and Ben Attendee, and then who? Jaron Duran, is he ready? I don't know. I feel like signing back Kevin Pillar could make a lot of sense for the Red Sox. It could. I like him back too. But yeah. think about the scenario of where does someone like – Pilar has a spot on a team that's going to contend. He has a spot. He has experience. He's great with the glove. But does JBJ – like, would a contending team want to bring in JBJ? Because a team to be contending, do they need a center fielder like that? You know, that's that's his whole career, or not his whole career, but these past few years, he's been a liability with the bat. Yeah. What, what yeah. contending team would want to pick him up? You know what I mean? So it seems, it's a little concerning to me. Like, what would we even get? I mean, a, a prospect in cash if we went straight on for him? Like, what's his value to other teams? I don't yeah, know. JBJ don't, has, the low, has his lowest – OPS since 2014 this year, which is really concerning because, well, first off, his deal's up at the end of the year. He's mostly a one-sided player, and he really is a liability at the plate this year. He started off hot, but he's just completely gone ice cold. And um, in contrast, Pilar has been hot, and he's he's – Jackie's a better defender than Pilar, but Pilar is still up there with the best in the league. You could argue who's better. Um, But also, Pilar is a great personality. Everyone loves him. And he's just a really, like, upbeat, positive person. (laughs) And I think he would make a really good impact on a contending team. So I think Pilar is definite. It sucks because I would love Pilar to stay another, like, three years. But I think Pilar is definitely going to get traded at the deadline. And maybe Jackie gets dumped for 
virtually nothing. Um, I wouldn't expect any return out of Jackie. And I wouldn't expect a huge return out of Pilar either. I just think Pilar can go to a win-now team. Yeah. JBJ can't. And the the prospect of why a team would want to take JBJ, maybe you see potential in him. You want to take him in and see if you actually – if he has that potential and therefore maybe – Say I'm some random team, get him, bring him in, see what he's actually like, see if you can want to extend him for that, you know, those that two-year deal, that one-year prove-it kind of thing. Um, but Pilar is the guy that can go and win now. JBJ's really not. So I agree. Maybe like just some prospect and a little bit of cash if you want to get straight on JBJ. If you want to uh, – it's more likely you package him and try and get rid of his contract um, just for the end of the season. Like trade deadline, give me something the day before and then kind of – relieve a little bit of his contract for the day after something like that. Yeah. I, I think that's, you guys made some good points. Um, the fact that we want Kevin Pilar on our team shows why he'd be valuable to a contender. Is mm-hmm. he great defense and good offense? That's, and he's a, he's a veteran, somewhat veteran leader. He's been around and you saw that last year. That's why the blue Jays traded into San Francisco. So he, he's definitely, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm more, leaning towards Pilar getting traded. You guys made some good points. Kind of convinced me there. Um, and I, I really do think that either Colton Brewer or Ryan Brazier is going to get traded because I think they're – I don't know. It's tough for a team to look at the Red Sox pitching staff and say, hey, I want that player for my team. Yeah. Um, what about Phillips Valdez? Is he like a, a trade candidate? Did he work himself into that? He might have. He's been really impressive this year. Um, it depends what his contract looks like. I'm not really sure, but he's still pretty young. So I'd assume there's some control on that. And if there's control, I feel like the Sox should hold on to him because he has shown some promise this year. He came out of nowhere too. He did. He was, was he, what? He's been around from Texas. Um, I don't know if that was his latest team, but he definitely played for Texas at some point. Let's yeah, see. I think I think we got him in a trade where we sent Sam Travis to the Rangers. That was for Jeffrey Springs. Oh. We signed Valdez oh. as a free agent, I think, to a minor league deal or something. Oh. Well, yeah, um, he's 28 years old, I think. I don't know. He's 28? Yeah. He looks like he's, like, 19. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't know what his value is because he's been around the league and not had success. And then this year he kind of – I I don't know. He, he is the biggest enigma to me on this team. I don't understand him. Yeah. How, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and then some other guys I got going. This one could be um, kind of out there. I don't know. Kevin Ploiecki. I have a feeling that he gets dealt. He's had some offensive success this year. He's a veteran catcher who's kind of been around the league and you can call a good game, has some good defense. And like I said, he has offense all of a sudden. So I pegged him going to the Padres. The Padres are a great team, but I think one of their weaknesses is the catcher position. So maybe he goes there. I don't know. One guy I pegged, uh, maybe a guy that we could get from them is right-handed pitcher reliever Trey Wingenter. Wingenter. 26 years old. He's six seven. He's had a a five fourteen career ERA in the majors. 
but he's 26 years old. I'm, I, don't know, I just want to put that out there in case it's correct. Plawecki for Wingenter. Um, but I, do I, think I got, I got Aaron one. Plawecki gets traded. I got a trade prediction. Yeah. Um, let's see. JD Ooh. to the Dodgers. No. Or a package deal. Jesus Christ. Of Mookie Betts <laughs> and Corey Seager. Sounds good to me. Oh, yeah, I'd take it. Out real quick. Um, Mookie Betts is not a tad overrated. Um, he's very good. <laughs> pretty good. He's pretty uh, good. You guys remember when we had the whole episode arguing about that headline? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone that I'm correct and he's not. Mookie correct. Betts is really good at baseball. Really good. <laughs> yep. Just wanted to, as, as I thought of that, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I, I do miss him on the Red Sox. But um, luxury tax resets in a week. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. As long as there's not a massive outbreak, we made it. I hope this, the rest of the season. Wait. Um, Wood. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I hope the season gets canceled September 1st. That would be, that would be, oh, that'd be just, great. <laughs> that would just be the pinnacle of my baseball fandom. Isn't it fun rooting for your team to win, but rooting for the team just to like move along the days? Yeah, yeah. dragged along the ground long enough. <laughs> hey, the beginning of the month did not look very promising. I didn't think. I don't know. It was. We're still not there concerning. yet. I don't want. We're not get there yet. Ahead of ourselves. But teams are starting to control cases now. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we're gonna have a good celebration if we make it. Yeah, we day. we should we should uh, get yeah get a huge party, nice Zoom party going. Back to the trades. One more guy I see the Red Sox trading is Mitch Moreland. Unfortunately, I would love to keep yeah. him, but. He he does like he doesn't even play half the time for the Red Sox because Renicky's so scared to play him against the lefty. It's ridiculous. But really disappointing. If you give it's him like to it's him, in the Ten Commandments, thou shall not play a lefty against the lefty. It's in, I want to look up how many at bats he's going against lefties this year. But um, I'd go with like six, maybe. It can't be that many. There's no way it's double digits. While you're doing that, speaking of our exports, the players we're going to export, who should we import? I think we should sign Brock Holt. I that was in the plan for like twenty minutes from now. Um, uh, uh, All right, time out. We'll get to that later. This is yeah. a this is a Brock Rock. Uh, oh, call him Rock yeah, Brock I Holt. Those things. Um, I uh, I don't like it because I think it's a dumb. Like Oh, the rock. I don't like the Brock Rock. The only value that the only reason this exists is because his first name rhymes with Rock. And I think that's dumb. I don't think there's any – there's no substance there. There's no point in having this exist. But I got it. I have our answer to the Mitch Moreland at-bat thing. He has eight at-bats against left-handed pitchers this season. That's great. And yeah. three hits in those eight at-bats. 375 average. Oh, but no, no. He struggles against lefties. That means he struggles against lefties. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's But uh, I, I see Mitch Moreland going to a contender – uh, I, I don't really know who, maybe the Twins, maybe the Nationals, but he's a great player to have on a team contending for the playoffs. He's, a again, a veteran who's been around the league. He's so clutch. He's had success in the postseason. Great, great pinch defense, hitter. Great pinch hitter, great defense at first. 
that's the kind of player I'd want to trade for if I was a opposing team. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't think that JD Martinez gets traded. That I don't could either. be that could be an unpopular opinion. I feel like JD's kind of been like the number one name talked about being traded, but I don't think he gets traded because I think that the Red Sox their goal is to be competitive again next year and jump right back into winning. Reset the luxury tax this year, sell at the deadline, get some players back, but then go back to competing next year. And I feel like JD Martinez is a big part of that. He is your number three hitter. He's one of the best offensive bats in your lineup. And he hasn't had success this year. So I don't know how much trade value he, I mean, he has trade value, but I also don't know if he wants to opt out and test the market because of the weird year, there may not be money out there. He hasn't had success. He could get less than the 23, 24 million that we pay him. So I see him, if he didn't opt out in his last option, I, I've been saying this. I don't think he's going to opt out this time. That doesn't really make sense. If he was going to opt out, he would have opted out last year. No, we're a lot worse this year, to be fair. Yeah, but uh, also there could be the universal DH. That uh, Yeah, that's a very good point. I retract everything I just said. Um, but I, I still, I still don't think he's going to get traded. I still don't think he's going to opt out. Uh, he, he, you can't leave money on the table after having a bad season like that. That's true. In terms of opting out and losing the 23 million. And there's also, no like guarantee you'll get value is not very high at the moment. Yeah. And again, that's why not Mookie as Betts, high as it could be. that's why Mookie Betts signed an extension with the Dodgers. Cause you don't know how much money is out there on the free, free market after everything that happened this year with teams losing so much revenue from not having fans and, and the season being cut. So you don't know what's going to happen out there. I don't think he's going to take that chance. And I think the Red Sox still have JD Martinez in their future vision of the team for at least next year and the year after that, maybe. But um, I, I think he stays. I don't think he gets traded. What about one surprise? If I had to peg one guy that could be a surprise trade, Michael Chavis. Now I don't want that to happen, but there's a chance that if the Red Sox try to get someone um, of a higher caliber and they need some kind of uh, value guy to get the deal done, Michael Chavis could be a guy they move because he doesn't really have a set spot on the team. Because I think you got Bobby Dahlbeck at first base if Mitch Moreland leaves, then Xander Endeavors on the left side. Second base, that could be a spot, but you got Jose Peraza, you got Jeter Downs coming. That could be a spot that you just choose to fill for a year or two until Downs comes. So he could be moved. I don't think it's likely, but that could be a surprise move that happens. I, don't I understand know. it. It's a like he's a pretty valuable guy. He's still young, and we know what he's capable of. So if I don't know, because you would be trading for someone who's in a pretty similar spot than hit that he's in, because yeah. you want to get young talent that's major league ready. So. It's interesting because it does add a good amount of value. So if you wanted to get, you know, a, a higher rated prospect or someone of, you know, relatively high value, he's definitely a candidate. Yeah. And that's kind of like what Bloom does. or That's what he did in Tampa. You do like a combined buy and sell. So you sell guys like Brennan Workman, Heath Hembry. You could do some kind of buy with Michael Chavis. You, you never yeah. know. Like with Bloom you're going to get some pretty creative trades. So you never know who could be involved, what they give up, what they get back. You just don't know. Anything's really on the table. That's why you're probably getting all the alerts saying no one's untouchable because you don't know what's going to happen because Heim Bloom can do anything. Yeah. This guy went to Yale. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's playing, he's playing chess out there. I hope. Javis kind of Maybe. Says <laughs> wouldn't 
you wouldn't move unless it's for like a high caliber win now kind of guy to me. I don't know why you would move someone like Chavis. You know, I don't. It seems like an odd potential for potential kind of move. You know. Yeah, he's, and he's also a, a fan favorite, so you wouldn't could really be, want to move on. It could be like a team need kind of thing. Like if you trade him for like a, a starter with years of control left, possibly. Like if a team yeah, needs that, it infielder or something. I don't know. Um, just throwing it out One there. One thing I want to touch on though is we should. Um, we can't really trade Peraza because he's too bad, but like we should get rid of him. <laughs> I don't like him. I've never liked him. Yeah, yeah. He sucks. He he's trash. He doesn't walk either. My prediction of him like hitting every... my prediction of him hitting like three sixty or whatever I said, I don't think that's gonna happen. That lasted that right now. like two games. I can't <laughs> wait to visit our predictions at the end of this season. <laughs> um, oh man. I, I don't wanna say that I was correct about Erod because I feel bad that he has to go through what he's going through. But you know, he didn't play a single game, to be fair. Did we do that episode before or after his injury? That was before. Oh. No, that was when he had no, COVID. No, yeah, it was great. Heart problems were a thing. Right. Which, right. I, man, I hope he's, I hope he's all right. I, I don't yeah. know. Or, you, you don't want to say I don't know if he's ever going to play baseball again because nothing has been said that it's that serious. But Yeah, anything, but it's also something very risky. Yeah. yeah like, you, anything yeah. with the heart just has, like, it could be minor, but it – it involves heart, which adds a level of concern. Yeah. Best of wishes to him, man. Yeah. Miss Eddie. The player's missing, too. I miss watching him pitch. Yeah. Um, so, one more thing to wrap up our little trade segment here. Over, under, three and a half trades the Red Sox make. Not including the one they made with Workman. So, in additional, additional trades. Three seems like a really good number for me. I'll go with that. Yeah, I like three, so I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go over. I feel like – Loser. In, in terms <laughs> – I feel like in, in addition to trading like a JBJ, Pilar, Pulowacki, Moreland or whatever, I feel like he's going to make some under-the-radar like minor moves. Yeah, if, like, they make a, if they make a big move, there's always – not always, but it seems like likely that there would be like a little kind of move maybe – contract for cash stuff like that um, yeah. so i can see that but. when i say over though i'm not saying like they're gonna make like seven eight trades probably just like four possibly five so yeah. we're, we're around the same area they're definitely gonna make a bunch more trades like they're not yeah. done here three and a half was a good pick jason i gotta say yeah, thank you <laughs> that is a pretty solid over under yeah so we'll see what they do uh let's get into the questions we have a bunch of questions Roll through these. I'll look at them on my phone because I got my laptop here. This is, I feel so sophisticated. I am a college nice. student after all. What a setup, dude. Yeah. Um, that's what you got. Oh, I can move the Zoom thing over. Oh, this is insane, bro. <laughs> here we go. When will the Red Sox have a good farm system and a team? That's well, wait. <laughs> um, the Red Sox I... have been really good at getting. I, I can't see them getting having both. I wish. Maybe I that Dombrowski's gone. Maybe that's possible now. I don't know. Yes. Dombrowski never was into that. Yeah. It would take several years. Yeah. It's not something that happens over the course of one season. You need to have several years of successful drafts and, and um, yeah. international signings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we'll go to uh, we'll go to the next question. Uh, I also have to have to Google something while you're answering it. Um, trade bin attendee, we kind of touched on that. Um, how long till Casa starts? Um, well, oh. where would we put him? Because if you have Devers at third, Dahlbeck he's supposed at first, to be more of a first baseman now. Pro, no, I'd say he's gonna be a DH. Because if you yeah. have Devers at third and then Dahlbeck at first, or you can flip flop those two, then have Casas at DH whenever JD leaves. So don't maybe... mean to flex or anything, but I saw Casas take BP from like 15 feet away. He's a beast. He is a very large man. I I'm so excited for him. Between him and Duran, Duran is going to be a superstar. He's tearing it Durant up. Duran right is now. actually really nice. He's insane. And he's a bit of a late bloomer, though. Like, he's a little older than you'd think. Isn't he, like, 25 or something? I think, yeah, something like that. But Yeah. He's he, he, he the same stance as uh, Yelich. I, I see him as, like, Christian Yelich 2.0. I think he has that I wouldn't potential. say – I don't think he has as much power, but yes – He's been hitting homers crazy in the in the alternate site. He has like six. Or has something. he? Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you excited for him. I... So to, so to answer the question, I don't see Casas. I don't see Casas coming to the Red Sox for at least two to three years, and then. How old is he now? I think he's only like twenty two. 20 years old. He's twenty. Oh, he's, he's twenty. Yeah, we're fine. He's got plenty of because as long as he's up around 23 24 you're fine yeah so yeah. i'd say he probably comes up in two or three years and then doesn't and then starts in four years yeah i get that uh but it also depends on jd this year like if jd was to leave maybe you we, see yeah. him up and starting in that two to three year timeline i agree all right <laughs> um there we go Next question. Should the Red Sox sign Earl Thomas? I, uh, I don't have the answer to that. The guy seems like kind of a jerk. However, yeah, I don't like Earl Thomas that much. I do think the Cowboys should sign Charlie Coyle because that guy has had two insane – like he had a goal a couple, a couple games ago, yeah. him just whacking He's it. good at hit. And then his one, his, the first goal we scored was just hand-eye coordination better than anyone on the damn Red Sox can do with a bat. It was insane. You said so, Cowboys. You, think you the, did you, say Cowboys. You, oh, did you I think want the Cowboys. Earl Thomas to go to the Cowboys, but you want Charlie Coyle to go to the Red Sox. Did I say Cowboys? Excuse me. I had Cowboys on my mind because I was thinking about Earl Thomas earlier. Yeah. Um, that's my bad. But anyway, my point still stands. Yep. Charlie Coyle, good at hit. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, who will the Sox pursue this offseason? Trevor Bauer. I feel like we've talked about that a little bit, but. Yeah, we talked about it a I little mean, bit. Last. My honest answer is I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm hoping it's Bauer. I'm hoping it's yeah. some kind of pitching. But there's there a few, isn't a whole lot on the market this year. There's a few unloans too because of like the money wise with the market and uh, the way that the just money goes in teams if they want to spend or hold on to money based on the pandemic after this year. So that's just a little question for me. I never can be too confident in that. Yeah. But we also like Hein Bloom is so much smarter than all of us. Although I think I think Trevor Bauer would be a good fit because I think he fits the new wave of the Red Sox. He's very analytical and very yeah. precise. I think I think that's someone that 
Heim Bloom might be might gravitate towards. And also, like, he's a stud. Yeah, he's awesome. that's a good point. <laughs> I'd love to see Trevor Bauer with the Red Sox. All right. Um, S'more20 asks, one trade you see us making for the deadline uh, that no one expects or more, most shocking trade? We uh, Does Plowecki count? Yeah. yeah, no one expects the that. Plowster. Okay. I yeah, think he's getting moved. We talked about that. Um, oh, oh, one thing I want to say that I forgot to mention earlier is we're talking about the untouchables that the Red Sox could have with Devers and Bogarts. I think Verdugo is also untouchable. And I really hope that Christian Vasquez is untouchable. Yeah, I've been seeing so too. many rumors about him possibly getting moved. No, I want Christian Vasquez on the Red Sox. He is such a great catcher. It's rare to find a catcher who can have offense and defense. He can call a great game. He has a cannon for an arm. And he, he's on a great deal. We signed him to a great deal a couple of years ago. And he's relatively young, kind of. You keep him. Do not trade Christian Vasquez, please. Okay. Um, yes, don't do it. So <laughs> this guy asks, how do I beat a Lionel in BOTW? Understanding that you may have no idea what that is, I Googled it. It's uh, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda, and a Lionel is a centaur-type monster. So the answer I'd say you shoot I have it. no idea you shoot it. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, hope my advice helps. <laughs> you think the workman trade was good, and you think Eric would be good? We talked yes. about that. Yes. Yes. Short answer. Yes. Um, realistically, what are the chances that Brock Star comes back? I want it to happen, but they're not going to do it. Realistically, almost zero. But we have nowhere to put them. DFA Peraza sends Zue Lin down, and there you go. Zue Lin had one of the worst airmails I've seen in years a couple of games ago. Like, I love Zue because he's fun, but I don't really understand why he's on a major league team. I have a soft spot for, soft spot for Zue Lin because – I went to Spinner's camp like six years ago, and he <laughs> taught me infield. You probably wore so that. Was pretty cool. Hat does he speak place. English? He was like, I think he does now. I have his autograph, but he was just like, I don't remember if he said anything. Like some of the players just didn't even say anything. They're just like, ground ball, ball, glove, <laughs> alligator, boom, <laughs> throw to first. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh yeah Brock Holt yeah um the only the one positive thing I see is that Heim Bloom he's smart he knows that Red Sox fans aren't thrilled that players like Brandon Workman or Mitch Moreland or JBJ these guys are getting moved they're selling so maybe to kind of make up for that a little bit sign a fan favorite and Brock Holt cheap deal makes the fans happy compensates for all the selling you're doing it could make sense from a business fan or from like a, a customer retention, a, mar- a marketing why, marketing. Yeah. There you go. Why have we cared about the marketing standpoint? We decided to suck. And they traded Mookie bets. So yeah. Yeah. You know, they got to make up bets for it, off though. the season tickets prior to trading Mookie bets. Remember that whole fiasco? Yeah. Stupid. Um, I missed 2018. This is an interesting question. How do you think the Mets' COVID situation will impact the rest of the season? Um, I it won't don't, be too bad because it's similar it's, to the Reds. Exactly. It's the same thing as the Reds and the Cardinals and the Marlins. Like, this has happened already. 
at this point, they've just accepted that teams are going to have to squeeze a bunch of games into a short period of time, double headers and whatever. They could end up saying you don't need to play 60 games, whatever you can fit in. So I don't really think it's going to impact anything. I think As a they, COVID expert, um, yeah. <laughs> the Marlins – the Marlins and the Cardinals, both of those were not handled well, especially the Marlins, because they decided to play when they had positive tests. Um, and the Cardinals was a pretty similar thing. I'm not sure if they played once they got positive tests, but the players were irresponsible for them. Um, but for the Reds, when they got a positive case, they just got one. They took three days off. They isolated all the players and tested them nonstop. And uh, they use contact tracing to figure out who was uh, at a higher risk of getting it. And now they're back playing. They only ended up missing, I think, two games maybe. They've made up some. So um, what teams are doing now by being extra cautious, like uh, the Mets plan to play, I think, tomorrow. So And they don't have any more positive bad. cases. They just exactly the, the one or the two or whatever, and they're good now. So. I think they, they know how to handle it now. They know how to keep it to a minimum, keep the, the spread down, and get back to playing baseball. So I don't think it's going to be a problem. No. All right. Future um, for JD in Boston. Being um, there? Yeah. <laughs> Either being they, there or not. One of the two. <laughs> you think they re-signed them? The way I see it is you can't – like you need to have some kind of veteran star – they, they signed JD for a reason. He fits this team really well. He likes Boston, or at least he did until this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just feel like JD Martinez is a guy you keep, and I feel like he's a guy that wants to stay. As long as the Dodgers don't have a crazy deal for JD, gets JD with Mookie. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They, they traded JD's Mookie. Their personal trade hitting anyone. coach is the Dodgers hitting coach. I don't like that. If JD goes to the Dodgers, that's gonna really hurt. That oh, yeah, that'd be brutal. Next question. I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> um, JBJ Pilar, we talked about that. He says, uh, me personally, he thinks that uh, Pilar is gonna be more likely to go because we have two left fielders in the outfield. Yeah, we I think Pilar is more likely. Like I kind of said before but hope uh, it's jbj so it's clean house or only one year's trade clean house only one year oh good question like clean house or is uh, one year of trading good um oh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. um i think this year selling at the deadline is really all you need and then you you get a decent spot in the draft and you spend this off season they're going to reset the luxury tax oh. they're going to have money to spend I think they're, they'll be back in business next year. I don't think this is a clean house, full rebuild, I think. It's a very quick, like, one-year type rebuild. Health is kind of on our side, too, because we hopefully, fingers crossed with uh, Erod's complicated situation, but we hopefully get two really good pitchers back. That's what we said last episode. That's what Sam Kennedy said is health, trades, and uh, something else. Freeze. Sure, yeah, we'll get them back on track. And yeah, yep, I forgot Chris Sell existed. I can't, I, the, the, have you seen like that um, William Ravis real estate ad where, that Chris yeah. Sale does? Whenever I see them, like, I forget he was on this team. <laughs> Currently on this yeah. team. I wonder what he's doing right now. He's probably just like watching uh, the Red Sox play and like watching the pitchers pitch and just like cursing himself, cursing to himself. You think he's watching that? Good point. Nah. <laughs> he's, 
<laughs> I don't yeah. know. He seems like a very boring person. I do wonder what he does in his free time. He's probably really into something that kind of obscure, like knitting. Uh, he's from Florida, so he's definitely a little crazy. It's probably something. Maybe he likes to, I don't know, target shoot or ultimate frisbee or something. No, nah, I see or, him as maybe or, a fisherman. Or, no, maybe he he's a painter. Painter. Ah, uh, I get it. I'm surprised. Or he like uh, does that thing where you take that metal detector to beaches. One of those <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, can the Red Sox get this rebuild in one off season? Um, I think it's like hopefully. Same question, but yeah. Uh, thoughts on yeah, but I like acknowledging them. You know, bro. You don't. You haven't said any of their usernames or names. Yeah, but they know that they know what's up. All right. Okay. You know who you are. Triple D four asks thoughts on Pot Sox moving from Pawtucket to. Worcester sucks. Interesting time for the question, but I like it because I'm going to college in Worcester and they're going to be like two minutes from me. Are so, you? You are? Yeah. Last yeah. time I checked, you're not well, right now, bro. N- next year. When, when next, you go. Hey, they're not in Worcester now either. So they're coming next year. I'll be there next year. It's great. The name I'll, sucks. The school. logo sucks. It does. No, well, the logo with cool. Paw Socks. The, the stadium's cool. cool. The, the logo's cool. cool. I hate sure you. It is. The logo's cool. No, no, it, it's, no, I like the polar bear better. Okay, but the logo's cool. Look at it. It's fine. Is the Woo Socks Park finished? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think they just finished it recently. Polar Park. Yep. I'm looking Which doesn't right. make sense because they're not. The polar the bears paw anymore. socks anymore, yeah. But yeah, this polar, except this polar, like the drink brand. Yeah, but it would have been really, convenient. It would have worked so well. Yeah, they could have been the Worcester paw socks. Like you still could have done that. Yeah, I mean they were the Pawtucket Red Sox. Oh wait, no, no! Now that they're the Woo socks, they gotta make Pop Smoke uniforms. They gotta make a Pop Smoke uniform. Woo back. Move out. No, nobody gets it. Hopefully, someone oh. listening does, Joey. You'll be redeemed one day. Yeah, yeah, come on. I like a couple Pop Smoke songs. Got It On Me is a wonderful take on a very good hook by uh, 50 Cent. I like that song. Yeah. Anyway, um, this question's interesting. Yeah. Uh, interesting, as in, I have no idea what he's talking about. Luke Ward 19 <laughs> asks does, the, does this guy in the picture even exist anymore? Oh, wait, did he? Oh, so oh, when I DM'd you, what, right? no, when I posted the like the thing asking for questions for the podcast, it was Eduardo Nunez going like this. Oh yeah, oh, shoot. I remember. I noticed that. Yeah, he's with the he's Mets. With the Mets. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think he's so on the I major got, league team though. Is he? He's I. He was at some point. He was. Yeah. Is, but, yep. So he does exist. Maybe he's probably on the ground somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, MLB ballpark cam just pans over to third base and there he's laying on the ground. <laughs> Jake Whitney asks, is this, is this the worst? Renicky is a worse coach than Valentine. Bobby V was cool. At least he was entertaining when he got mad. Yeah. Well, in terms of being a bad manager, Bobby Valentine was really bad. He was worse. But in terms of being a... Watchable watchable manager bobby valentine was very watchable because he would scream at umpires every single game and like go nuts awesome. for like nothing Renicky really bad in that way he's 
Renicky's just an old man sitting in his rocking chair, waiting yeah. for retirement to come, which is after yeah. this season. I, I, I can't – like, I watched his post-game press conferences, and he's so, like, old and innocent. Like, how are you a major league manager? He could be talking about, like, the weather yesterday or the newspaper. Oh, said, and I like, met Ron Renicky. I just – I forgot that. That's right, you did. Oh, right? yeah. I shook his hand, and I shook Mitch Moreland's hand during – it was the day before the MLB outlawed high fives. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was cool. Yeah. He was he was like, "Hello, nice to meet you." And I'm like, "What's up, Ron?" It just feels like he's your grandpa coaching the Red yeah. Sox. It doesn't. <laughs> and then yeah. this whole Mitch Moreland lefty thing bothers me. Yeah, that's he was I'm with Mitch Moreland, which was very funny. I find that ironic now because it's almost like he hates him. Mr. Clancy17 asks, who is rumored to be next? I don't know what he's referring to. I have, like, ne- be traded next. Who's rumored oh, to be traded? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I forgot that um, you did this a day ago. Yeah. I haven't heard any rumors, really. Just fan speculation. There have been, like, no rumors around the MLB yet. We still have a week. Yeah. Just, It'll like I said, up. like, Ted Rosen- Rosenthal is, like, just coming up with all these trade scenarios that, and then yeah. people think it's like rumors, but he's just making stuff up for fun. I don't know what's going on there. I don't. I think Matt Barnes has been the closest to being in trade rumors. I, I saw would one love thing to about see that. Him go. Who would want Matt Barnes? That's what I don't get. I I don't understand Matt Barnes. Like he's good, but also terrible. It doesn't. Matt Barnes makes no sense. Like he's put into setup roles, and he's regarded as a very good reliever. But he blows like half the games that he's in. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't understand. Dylan.bev asks, when are we going to be good again? I hope soon. Um, Next year, I really hope. Eddie, Eddie Mayo, 15, asks, is Mitch Moreland a Red Sox by the deadline? Um, no. Jason doesn't think so. I I. They barely play him now. I know. That's the depressing thing. He's good, though. He, yeah, he's having a great season, and it's the end of his contract. Again, perfect trade candidate. That's the classic sell. So Zach Boyle asks, uh, do you think we'll pick up Brock? I wish. Um, the Vooch really asks, hope so. do you think the GOAT himself, Martin Perez, will be traded this season with three no. execution points? This guy is our future. Martin Perez is our ace. They better re-sign this guy. He's fun. Nothing. I love Martin Perez. Like I started out like, okay, this guy's probably not going to be that good. Then I predicted him to have a 290 ERA. And now he's a fun guy. Like after the start, he's like, I tried my very hardest. I went out there for the fans. I love the fans. All for you yeah, guys. So- someone asked for a win on their birthday. And he's like, I'm sorry. I tried my hardest. But maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. next time. <laughs> I love it. What was his latest tweet? His latest tweet was, thank you very much for all your support. You fans are definitely the best. I will keep giving my best so you can enjoy these kind of performances. I hope you had a wonderful <laughs> hashtag Perez day. Boston is my home. I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I yeah, love it that. Is. Long-term oh, extension. Let's do it. A, seven years, seven million. Guys, guys, I need to uh, I need to make a quick plug here because I don't follow Martin Perez on Twitter. However, no one follows me. You should follow me. <laughs> Made a new one. It's uh, 
G. Jacobs Meyer. And if you don't know how to spell my last name, it's Jacobs, M E I E R. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, I probably won't be tweeting things, but uh, I'll be like <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of funny stuff. So, yeah. All right. Um, do you think also, we trade? Do you, <laughs> no, go ahead. Do you think we what? trade Devers and Avaldi for draft picks and try to build up our farm system? This is not the NBA. What? Good what? night. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Trade Devers and Evaldi. Yeah. To rebuild our farm system. Yeah. So Raphael Devers, no, 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 no. Okay. Jason, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. You trade away Raphael Devers, who mm-hmm. is a proven player with a ton of potential, mm. for more prospects, and prospects are good. Because they're unproven players with lots of potential. Who are older than Raphael Devers. Actually, good point, yeah. Devers is 23 years old. He is a prospect, except he's one of the best players in the game. He's... I don't understand. Mark DeRosa on MLB Network was doing his, like, trade hypotheticals. And he traded... He Wait, he traded... He traded of all the endeavors, didn't he? Wait a second. Do you think that's Wait a second. Why? So I can be equally as mad. Hold on. That's probably why. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Mark DeRosa on MLB Network traded Rafael Devers, Nathan Evaldi, and Cash for Austin Riley, Kyle Wright, and Ian Anderson. Sounds Bye. good to me. There is no move the Red Sox could possibly do that's dumber than trading Rafael Devers. He is 23 years old. He has potential to be one of the best players in the game, if he isn't already. He's, a, he's the best overall player. Second, He's one of the best overall players on the team, along with Xander Bogarts. And he's 23 years old. He has so much. You don't trade Rafael Devers for anything. But Jason, what if we trade him? You can trade Nathan Nivaldi for whatever you want. I don't care about that. But Jason. Whatever. But no. Potential. What if we trade him for a different young guy with less potential? Who's older? Again. <laughs> okay all right it's like because it... you're bad um 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 this guy says roar and this guy says get someone to fire high and bloom he actually wrote chain bloom that's his we'll name see. we'll see after the uh after the deadline we'll see but... so ever since we hired him i've been all aboard the bloom train um i think that he is a perfect fit for the, what the red sox are trying to do currently i think he's very smart but he could end up not being smart depending on how the next few months go. So right now, Bloom is great. Don't blame him for the Mookie thing. He was kind of forced into that by ownership. Don't blame him for trading Workman and Hembry. That was a good deal. That's what selling is. We were committed to selling. So right now, he hasn't screwed up. Right now, he – I mean, he could have got pitching. I don't know. Right now, I'm still all aboard the Bloom train. If he doesn't get anyone this offseason – I am going to riot because I, I wouldn't, I, I would, I would, um, I don't know. Arenado could be a free agent in 2021. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I, I don't mean, like the people don't who, spot for him. I don't like the people who are mad at Bloom right now though. Like he didn't do it. He didn't do anything wrong. Even though I kind of yeah. did like a whole episode saying he should have acquired pitching, but you know, money Whatever. to do it. Whatever. I just so, wish we could. I just wish we could go back to 2018 and just 
try again. I don't know what to what extent he has uh, to what extent he has control over what he's been able to do either. So. Right, he's been forced into pretty much everything so far by team performance and management. So he sounds really smart when he talks. <laughs> That's always good. Yes. <laughs> and he went to Yale, so I like smart people. I just wanted to show you guys. Look what I got. I got Xander Bogarts with a really long neck. I got nice. Noma, who looks really ugly. I like that. I got Mike Napoli, uh, who's a little busted because you could just take his head off. Um, it's cooler than Jason's. Jason, don't you pretend that yours is cool. Mine's cooler. And then finally, to round it out, I got Big Poppy with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, and I got, I got Brock Rock. So maybe I can like hot glue this here and it'll be like a cool double thing. I got Manny Ramirez. But, yep, I got them in my – My bobbleheads are over there. One of my very first memories of being a sports fan is my dad taking me outside to burn our Manny Ramirez jerseys. Nice. Yeah. When, when so we, mean. I love Manny. He was the best. He also cheated, though. Nah. Good. Nope. <laughs> Who but, cares? Yeah. Manny, was, Manny was my favorite player. Yeah. Cool. That's all the questions. Yeah. We'll see what the – oh, here's what uh, Cotillo said. Cotillo. Um, Cotillo. Four, his four most likely to be dealt were Barnes, JBJ, Moreland, and Pilar. 50-50 were Mar- Martin Perez and uh, no. J.D. Martinez. And then next tier – that's what I didn't want. His next tier was Benatendi, Chavis, and Vasquez. Don't trade Christian Vasquez, please. Or Raphael Devers, but don't just. I'm is... so scared that they're gonna do something stupid. What's Perez Day? Perez Day is the day he pitches. Well, the day he starts. Okay, it's, it's pretty awesome. self-explanatory. It's fun. <laughs> we had like we had Sale Day, and now we have Perez Day. Same thing. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Well, at least one of them markets it on Twitter. That's true. Martin Perez markets himself. I should get him on the podcast. Does he yeah. speak English? I think he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Joey, Joey took Spanish, right? I did take Spanish. I <laughs> if don't we get him on the this. podcast, you have to attempt to speak to him in Spanish. Even oh, if you don't very, know anything, you have very, to attempt. Very first thing. It's going to oh, come across as so, exp- it's so offensive. Imagine I... he comes in, here's Joey attempting and just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> just quits the Zoom. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> Como estas? Como te llamas? My goal. Me, gu- me gusta el Perez Day. Necesito el baño. <laughs> My goal one day is to have Joey and David Ortiz communicate in which Joey does his David Ortiz impression. <laughs> Joey, if you bring David Ortiz's one arm as a peace offering, he'll show <laughs> he'll show how good of a fan you are, and then he'll he'll talk to you. Martin Perez has his email and his Instagram bio. Email it's, him. It's martin.perez.33.d at gmail.com. Not by the D. Email him. Email him. I'm good. Get him on, bro. Oh, I love Hola, Martin. Martin. Perez. Uh, yeah, start the email off with "Hola, Martin, me gusta Perez Day." Oh, oh, this season sucks.
there's good parts. There's good parts. Verdugo is definitely a bright spot along he's with He's so good. He's People awesome. still hate him, but he's awesome. His arm and personality is a li- Jerry <laughs> Remy was funny because uh, Verdugo had the day off yesterday and he was sitting in the stands and and uh, Jerry Remy was like, if I were a player, I wouldn't want to sit around him because he doesn't stop chatting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I gotta fix this, guys. This is urgent. What are you my doing? Set, my set's not looking perfect. I gotta fix it. Get the duct tape out real quick. Oh. How to destroy your wall. Um, I just want to recap real quick my predictions so I can revisit these and say they were great or pretend they never happened. Um, JBJ or Pilar package with Brewer or Brazier gets traded. Ploiecki gets traded to the Brewers for Trey Wingenter. And uh, Moreland gets traded. And JD stays. And Chavis could be a surprise trade. Let's see it. Oh, there will be a trade with the Padres. The Red Sox are going to do a trade with the Padres. Heim Bloom loves trading with them. He did it a ton with Tampa Bay. So, Red Sox will trade with the Padres for someone at some point. Tatis. Yes. I'm also becoming a Padres fan because Tatis is amazing. They hit grand slams all the time, and Don Rosillo is amazing. Yep. They are fun. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you next week when the luxury tax resets and the Red Sox trade away all their team. Go Bruins. Go Celtics. True. Go Bruins Bruins game last night. Sweet. Bye, everyone. All right. See you next week.